It's The In Show, Australia's only show dedicated to innovation from Adelaide, Australia and across the globe. Hi, this is Troy Sincock and David Grice talking innovation on The In Show and today I am going solo. Troy's just abandoned me for the week and we have got a lot of interesting things happening this week and Claire has dug deep again to uncover some more extraordinary stories of innovation from around the world, including a story about how Apple are reinventing Siri. What else have you got for us, Claire? A man in the US has been the first human ever to trial a new gene editing therapy that can be injected straight into the body. The treatment is being trialled on 44-year-old Brian Mardo, who has a rare genetic disorder called Hunter syndrome, which is caused by a missing enzyme. Without enough enzymes, certain molecules increase into harmful amounts, causing progressive and eventually permanent damage to appearance, organ function and brain development. 26 surgeries later, Brian is now excited for gene therapy. He's taking part in the trial led by California organisation Sangamo Therapeutics. During gene editing, an organ is usually taken out of the body before the gene is inserted into its DNA. But this time, it's being performed inside Brian's body. The aim of the procedure is to repair the gene that isn't making enough of the enzyme so that the build-up of harmful molecules is returned to normal. In three months, after tests are conducted, we'll know if Brian's gene editing was successful. Researchers believe that this trial is incredibly significant because almost all diseases are caused by a genetic defect, which means they could potentially be cured with gene editing. In a world first, the British and American armies are trialling a customised Xbox controller to remotely drive a 4x4. The UK's Ministry of Defence has teamed up with the US Army for a week in Michigan to test new technology that could improve the way vital supplies are provided to those on the front line. This was the first coalition-assured autonomous resupply operation that's been conducted as part of the three-year-long project. They used the British-made Xbox-style controller to remotely drive a 4x4 vehicle fitted with internal sensors, GPS and cameras through an off-road track. They also trialled a convoy, including a few driverless trucks and hover bike drones. The autonomous vehicles within the convoy used internal robotics to make choices about steering, speed and other driving functions. The Malloy Aeronautics hoverbike drone was controlled by a simple tablet controller and could carry over 100 kilograms of supplies. It's hoped some of the technology could also be used to provide disaster relief or humanitarian aid to remote areas. Tech giant Apple is on the hunt for an engineer with experience in the field of psychology to help Siri provide better answers to those asking for life advice. Often, people turn to Siri for guidance in the event of an emergency or if they're feeling down. Now, it seems Apple might be making an effort to improve Siri so that the voice assistant can provide helpful information to those who really need it. Professor Eleni Linos from the University of California believes voice assistants like Siri could be used to provide vital healthcare information. She believes they could steer us in the right direction if we ask for help or information about mental or physical health issues. Other researchers in America believe that conversations with artificial intelligence can have a positive effect because it helps us to reflect. Of course, there are issues with talking to an AI about sensitive health issues, like knowing whether your interactions are being recorded. Some sociologists think that recorded information about health-related matters should be safeguarded the same way medical records are. So while voice assistants could be used to help people with health issues, there are ethical considerations. And that's what's in news this week. 
Well, David, isn't that interesting? I wonder when they created Siri, whether they honestly thought that uh, she would become such a vital part in people's lives. Yeah, I, I find it really, really fascinating because I struggle to even use Siri in the first place and then to even think and default to thinking about using Siri as somebody to help me with some health or mental problems You know, on my phone is, yeah, it, it's sort of scares me a little bit. It's not that much of a stretch to understand why though, isn't it? Particularly, you know, younger people growing up with all this technology around them. I mean, really, you know, two clicks is one too many. So to be able to just, you know, speak to your your phone and, and uh, come up with the information that you're actually proactively really searching for anything um, is certainly convenient. But then, you know, as Claire was saying, it definitely opens up a world of questions, doesn't it, about, you know, what can a robot actually answer that's going to be beneficial, particularly when you're talking about your health. Absolutely. And look, and remembering that only a few weeks ago with Hybrid World, we had our friend from um, from Japan talking about how he's got a robot of himself that, mm. you know, is able to answer questions. I think all it does is conjure up so many questions for me in terms of what is going to be the next when it comes to this? Because I fear that we're going to start to lose this human connection that we have with other people. Mm. And as a result, we, we become so reliant on our devices. So you think about relationships and marriage and everything else. Does that ever exist anymore? Because people have just got a phone that they can talk to. Yeah. I mean, the fact that movies are being made about, um, you know, people having relationships with devices and that kind of thing, it's, you know, it, it would have seemed far-fetched years ago, but now it really is the way of the world. And to consider what's next, as you said... I think, you know, the concept of, you know, when you use the word device or robot, both of those things are very different now to even what they were a year ago. Mm. You know, the, how smart these robots are becoming. They're dangerously close to being human. They sure are. Mm. Yeah, they really, really are. It's David Grice and Troy Sinkai. Subscribe to the In Show podcast on iTunes. While you're there, rate us five stars. Tomorrow, we'll catch up with Craig Swan, the co-founder of Loop Labs, who's been described as the Google Docs of the music world. The In Show News, brought to you by Adelaide Smart City Studio. Subscribe to the In Show podcast on iTunes. A Dave and the Beanstalk production.